Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and I am so excited to be coming to you today because I have an amazing guest who's only going to bring you guys a bunch of knowledge, tips, and going to help you break into medical device sales. Today, I have a full-line sales rep, Joe Puck, who is only 25 years old running a territory who's super successful and has so much to share at such a young age. So I don't want to take all the time. I'm just going to jump right into it. Joe, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast and being able to be on here today to share your knowledge with our listeners. Hey, man, no, excited for the opportunity. And I don't know about that sales pitch you just had about myself. I think that was a little too hyped up there, but no, honored to be on here and I look forward to chatting with you Oh man, I'm so excited again. Thanks. Um, and I just want to jump into it, man. Like we've talked before, you, uh, you've had a lot of experience at, at such a young age and I would just love you to uh, share, you know, you're 25 years old, you have a full line sales rep for one of the top medical device companies in the world. How'd you get there? Like, where'd you start? And how, how'd you have that pathway get you to be tw- only 25 years old being a full line sales rep? Yeah, man, no, uh, so it's, it's funny you ask that, you know, if you would have asked me at 17, 18, right. And you asked me what my dream job would have been, I would have said, I want to be a medical device sales rep. So from that side of things, I always kind of say I had to leg up on people because I knew what I wanted to do. Right. And why that was, was because, you know, medical device sales is truly the best of both worlds. You get the performance on the sales side of things, but then you know, the care side of things as well. There's purpose and meaning behind these products that you're selling, supporting, educating, or what have you. So that was always kind of the the guiding principle for me as far as why I want to get into medical device sales. Mm -hmm. My life personally had some surgeries through sports injuries and stuff like that. So kind of was exposed to it at a younger age and kind of wanted to develop, you know, okay, how can I, you know, I I knew I wasn't smart enough to be a doctor per se, (laughs) but how can I, how can I still be in the field and make an impact and, you know, help people out. So from that side of things, I was fortunate that I knew what I wanted to do. And now I just had to find a way of doing it. And, uh, you know, like this podcast is helping people out. I think success leads clues. So, you know, from senior year of high school in throughout college, that was my main focus. I studied marketing in Spanish with an emphasis in sales and was constantly networking or trying to you know, find ways of meeting people, just trying to learn about the industry and what it's all about. And it was one of those things where the more I heard about it, the more I kept getting excited about it. So I knew, I knew it was for me, you know, I'm sure you had a similar experience as well. Yes, sir. And so throughout college, I was just constantly networking and almost everybody kind of t- told me the same advice. They said, go get a B2B sales job, you know, an outside sales role or, you know, face-to-face meetings, um, get a quota, show that you can sell and and hit a quota, Um, you know, basically find a good structured training program that's going to transfer you well once, you know, you're ready to make the jump, which is typically in that two to three year mark. So, Again, success leads clues. I, I trusted the mentors that I had and, and went out and did that. I was fortunate to get a great B2B sales gig right out of school, you know, give a 22-year-old six states and a, a car and a product and say, go hit your number. You know, it's pretty, pretty wild at the time, but was very fortunate and, and grateful for that experience because without it, I wouldn't be where I am today. So, uh, so I was selling like inkjet printers or inkjet coders. Yep. So you look at like, um, you know, 
bottom of a or carton of milk or bottom of a beer can that expiration date i was selling the printer that's in line on those manufacturing floors that's throwing the uh, date code on the product i love so it a lot of food and packaging companies was the targeting you know calling on maintenance professionals and stuff like that but you know what that that job really taught me uh, just in general and about life is you can never like feel satisfied or feel, you know, like you've, you've done a good job. Like, yeah, you can pat yourself on the back and celebrate the wins, but instantly you got to go back to the fundamentals. What, why I say that is because, you know, I, I had some success like right, right away early on. And then I was like, oh, I got this figured out, you know, I'm good. So I stopped, you know, making as many phone calls, stopped meeting as many people. And from that side of things, my numbers dipped and then was reminded quickly, you know, what got me there was the fundamentals, you know, mm -hmm. get back and being proactive and going out meeting people and finding the, the solution. So from that side of things, and then um, did that for, like I said, a year and a half opportunity then came up with a company I'm currently at. And uh, from there, that's when I kind of stepped on the gas, not as hard as you. I didn't, oh, how many people did you end up meeting with to break in again? Uh, I think my Excel sheet went just over 180 people. 180 people. Man, I don't even know if I know 180 people. <laughs> um, but uh, no, so, you know, when the opportunity came up, when I saw it in my local city here in Minneapolis, um, I, I was like, all right, it's, it's go time. So like yourself, you know, probably threw out 50, 60 LinkedIn messages for reps, managers at the company. And the way I actually uh, broke in was that, you know, I had a buddy that had this like software subscription that could look up people's phone numbers and emails. He was in sales too. So it was kind of like LinkedIn premium on steroids. If you want to call it. <laughs> so he was able to actually find the woman who posted the job and then get her email and phone number. So uh, she was a HR talent acquisition person. So I just gave her a ring and said, Hey, I saw you, you know, posted this job. Here's what I'm doing currently. Want to get some more information, but I, I know I'd be a perfect fit and I'm super excited for this opportunity, you know? So she, she's like, wow, I love your initiative. How'd you even find my phone number? You know, I'm a little creeped out, but um, <laughs> like send, send me your resume and we'll take a look. So, you know, got my resume over to her right away, you know, a nice little follow-up email, thanking her for her time, almost treating it like an interview. Exactly. And then she, she moved me along in that first round, which I know we'll touch on later as far as going through the process of interviews. But mm -hmm. you know, from there, it was just networking like crazy with the team here locally. And, you know, my manager told me at the end, he was like, you know, the biggest thing that we saw from you was your drive your initiative. But I think somebody asked, you know, how do we find this guy? And then somebody said he found us. And, you know, that that was kind of the nature of it. I know you did the same exact thing. So it's kind of, you know, when he said that, it was kind of cool because I almost treated this process like a sale. And exactly. Um, so th that, that was, I rambled on way too long there. So I hope we didn't lose many listeners. But <laughs> <laughs> no, man, no, that, that, was, that, that was amazing. And like, this, this is what I want you guys who are listening to hear. He networked networked, networked, network. I can't tell you guys how many times I say that. Like the job's not coming to just get handed out to you. Joe went above and beyond. He found the guy who knew the someone's number that he could get, right? And he reached out to them first. Like, and 
he was able to make that relationship. This, so like, that's the first thing I want to set uh, touch on because like Joe, I talked to so many people just like you do every single day uh, about breaking into medical device sales and all of them, they don't think they need to call more than one or two people. And I, and then like you said, treating this like it is your job, right? Like this is what we do for a living is you're calling on doctors. Like if, if you're trying to get new business, you're, you're having to figure out, you're having to use your resources on how to learn about a doctor you're about to go uh, meet with. You need to go learn what they like, what they don't like. Um, if you can use your resources, but also just get in front of, you know, and that's, that's why I say, tell people, especially if you don't have the sales experience, if you treat this like a sales, uh, sales routine or a sales call, you're showing them in the process that you can do the job. Um, so I, th I think what you just said there was huge. And then number two, tenacity, going after it, being hungry. Like that's the other thing. Like I know you have it and everybody can hear it when you're talking. And, and that's what I was told as well. It's like, I wanted this. I was excited. I want, I was so hungry to break in and to make an impact. Like you said, with people's lives and selling something that's going to have a change in someone's life. And that's the thing I want our listeners to hear is you have to be excited what you're going after. Like, because I promise you guys, you're not the only one going after this job. Like I was told my job was posted for two days and they had over 112 applicants, two days. So if you're not the hungriest and most excited, you know, like you need to, you need to be that person because they're trying to, they're, they're going through a lot of applicants. So I think you, you crushed the intro um, and getting all these people into it, but I just want to like, make sure to touch on and like really highlight your, like, like you said, success leaves a trail you're doing it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you did the, you put in the hard work, you reached out, you went the extra mile, you came prepared, you did your research. Like you showed that you wanted this job and that you were the right person for this job compared to every single uh, other applicant. So I love that, Joe. I'm um, going into the next one. We talked about how you broke in and you did the B2B. Now I, we touched a little bit on why medical device sales. I, I want to hear just why out of all of them, I know you were young, 18. What made it the biggest impact of medical device sales and why to be where you're at right now? Yeah, man, no, that's, that's a great question. And I think, it, like, like I said earlier, it truly is the best of both worlds, performance and care. But when it comes down to it, man, there's going to be long days, right? You know, we've all had those long days. It may be real late at night in a case, you know, you're going on 14, 15 hours, you haven't eaten in a while. You know, you, you start to kind of almost get that ticker. You're about to feel sorry for yourself a little bit. You're like, oh, you know, boo-hoo, poor me. And then you're instantly reminded by the patient on the table, right? Mm -hmm. You're not there for you. You're there for somebody's mom, somebody's grandmother, somebody's cousin, brother, sister, what have you. And reminded by that mission and that purpose and aligning that with my life. You know, I try to, my, my mission for my life, not to get too philosophical. No, let's hear it, baby. It is to positively impact lives. It's real simple, but that, that's basically what I try to go out and do. You know, try to make somebody's life better because of their experience with me and leave this world better than, than it was when I my time's done. So aligning my life, you know, outside my work, but inside my work too was something that was real important to me. And it, that way you can be the same person all the time. You know, I say live live with the lights on and windows open. And, and that's what I try to do every single day. So that from that side of things, it's just the purpose and alignment with my identity, I guess, would be the way to kind of articulate it. 
I love that, man. And it's funny enough, we haven't even talked about this, but uh, my motto my whole life is uh, change others' lives. Like that's been my motto for the last five <laughs> years. That's why I got into personal training, right? Like, um, but, right. I, but I think one thing we can take away from that is it's, it's above us right? It's above you. It's above me. It's about the patient, about making a positive impact on someone else's life. And I think that's a huge driver with a lot of the reps I've talked to in this field. It's not about them. Like, yes, in sales, sometimes you have to be selfish, but this is an industry where you're thinking about others and you're, and you're thinking of how it's going to positively impact. So I just, I love that you said that, man. Uh, I think it's something great for the listeners to hear and also see if they can align with it, you know, Um, because that, that is your job and that's your mission. Now, to really serve these guys, I want to ask you, um, can you tell us about the interview process? Can you go in a little deeper about how it was for you breaking from that B2Bs to getting a full-line sales rep in medical device sales? Yeah, so for me, uh, I like I said, so I, I made that cold call, called the HR. She passed me on to her colleague who was kind of running the, the interview process. So it was your typical, you know, 15, 20-minute first-round interview um, you know, just your basic questions. Tell me about yourself. Why this company? Why sales? You mm-hmm. know, what are you doing currently? Type of thing. Then they passed me on to uh, hiring manager along with some of the hiring managers, colleagues, different regions and stuff like that, just to formulate you know different opinions about myself. So had had that interview day. It was I think it was two or three interviews, all kind of now more focused on the role itself. Okay, Joe, you know, you're, you've had a year and a half of professional experience. You know, the guy you're going up against has similar accolades, similar numbers, similar sales records on his resume, but he's been in the industry for eight years. You know, he's, he's almost 30 and he's, he's, you know, been in the industry. You're coming outside the industry. You know, why you, why you? So kind of the whole theme of this podcast and, and kind of what we've already touched on is, how to differentiate yourself, right? Yep. You know, I knew I couldn't sell on experience. I could sell on what I learned and, and you know, how that's going to translate. But what ultimately what I was selling was myself, my drive, my passion, and why I wanted to work for this company more than anything in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, was fortunate enough to get these guys to take a chance on me. But interview process wise, it was HR, you know, your, your typical first round interview, then uh, uh, interview with hiring manager and colleagues, then final interview with uh, hiring manager and then two other uh, regional managers as well, which was in person. And that was more focused as well, but mainly they, they wanted to just kind of get a feel for me. And it was kind of funny we were at this hotel lobby and it's me and the other guy, you know, standing there, right? So he went first with the hiring manager. I went first with the other regional managers and then we walked and flipped. So I kind of like met, met him eye to eye or whatnot. So I, I knew I saw the guy that I was going up against. So it was kind of like game day for me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm an ex athlete like yourself. So I was all excited and pumped up about it. But I think, you know, the other thing where I differentiated myself or was, was fortunate enough to get these guys to take a chance on me was I built out like a, a territory plan, uh, I said, here's what I'm going to do in the first 90 days. Here's yep. what I'm going to do in the first 30 days, 60 days. So I laid out the 30, 60, 90 that you know so many of the listeners I'm sure have heard of, but laying that out and I, I brought it out. You know, I didn't want to be like so proactive and, and feel like a know-it-all, but I was brought it out kind of organically when they kind of asked me, you know, what do you want this territory to look like or whatnot? 
So I was able to bring that supporting document, print it out and, and run through my way of thinking and my game plan for that specific territory, for that specific role. I think that was one thing that helped me out, but also was able to network and talk with a, a surgeon. I had a, a family friend that got me connected with a surgeon uh, here locally and learned a ton from them that, that they actually used our devices, you know, what their experience was. With. But again, it's just how can you differentiate yourself? How can you, you know, go above and beyond besides your experience? Because a lot of times somebody else is going to have, you know, more tenure than you. 100%. So how are you going to be able to overcome that? I love that, man. And that's huge. Like you said, first off is you just dropped so many tips and I've listened to a lot of medical device sales uh, podcasts when I was trying to break in. No one has ever gone into the detail you just went into about what the interview process is. So if you're listening, take that into consideration. Joe just gave you what it's going to look like. And so that's a huge thing. But like you said, Joe, you're selling yourself. That's what, that's what they want to see. You're selling yourself in this interview process to show that you're the right candidate that you're going to come in. And, and just like yourself, like I was a younger dude, like the person I was going up with had, I think eight plus or 10 plus years experience. And I had to show why I was hungry or why I was going to be the right person and why. Um, and, and, and this was honestly something I did say in the interview. I said, if you take a chance on me, I promise you, you won't be sorry. And, and, and you just had to have them believe it. You know, you have to say it and have them believe it. If, if they don't believe it, it doesn't matter. But I think what you just well, said you, there. You don't believe it. It doesn't matter either. You <laughs> have to believe it first. Right? I love that. Yes, exactly, man. So I, I think you just dropped so much knowledge uh, right there um, that these guys I don't know about have to that, take it. But I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last one, man. Can you give just one or two pieces of advice to uh, people that are trying to break in that we might not have touched on right now? Yeah, man, I think, I mean, the, the big one we said is, is networking. You know, I think, you know, people say all the time, right? It's not about what you know, it's about who you know. But I'm going to take it a step further and it's about who knows you. Yep. Like you said, you know, two days go by and 112 applicants for, for the role that you ultimately were able to, you know, position yourself and get. You know, before these roles are even posted, they're thinking internally or their neighbor's daughter or cousin or somebody that they met down the line. These hiring managers already have a list of, you know, okay, this person might be a good fit. We need to get an interview with them. They're trying to sell and get the right talent as much as you're trying to sell and get the job, right? So yep. I think number one is networking. And then just from an advice standpoint is, you know, do, do what others won't, you know, go the extra mile. I think we've hit on that quite a bit, but be willing to utilize your time, whether you're in college or first year out of school, you know, go buy people coffee, you know, set up Zoom meetings. It's crazy how much people are willing to help you out as long as you ask and try to make it that mutual beneficial. That was the yes. one thing too that I learned early on is like, I felt like I just kept taking and taking and taking you know, obviously I sent the thank you text, the thank you follow-ups and stuff like that. But think of a ways that you can help out the people that are mentoring you or helping you out. Like I took a guy to a, a Vikings game here. He was a big Vikings fan. I, I mowed a guy's lawn, you know, little stuff like that. Just making like genuine interest and genuinely like making it more mutually beneficial. One, it's going to, you know, make that relationship stronger. You're going to feel better about yourself because you're giving value back to them. And three, they're going to kind of build that trust relationship because they understand that you're not just some guy that's, you know, using them to get a job or using them just to mention their name to get a job. So I think um, 
that was a big realization for me is just trying to see the other side of it. And networking truly is a, a mutually beneficial thing. Yep. And then I'd say, uh, don't get down, stay positive. I know it's hard. I mean, you, you went through the ringer, man. I mean, your interview process was probably two times as hard as mine. Um, so, but you also were outside industry, mm -hmm. outside sales, yep. and you, you jumped right into a territory role. You know, that's unheard of in this industry. So what you were able to accomplish, I mean, those of you listening, it, go, listen to this guy's chat and keep listening to this guy's content because he, like I said, success leaves clues and you're listening to it right now. So I think, like I said, stay positive. There's going to be times where, you know, you may not get the job. You may make it to a final round interview and you may say, they may say, Hey, we went with the other candidate. Well, guess what? There's another opportunity out there. Maybe that one's just not meant to be. So yep. you got to kind of continue with the fundamentals, continue to network, continue to keep your head on a swivel, keep learning about the industry and applying what people tell you. Because again, there's really no secrets in all this. You know, what I said to you today is a accumulation of the, you know, 80 people that I met with. Right? Yep. Same thing with Jacobs, the accumulation of, a, you know, 180 people that he's met with. So I think uh, those three things, when it comes down to it, network, do what others won't and stay positive. I love that, man. And you, and you crushed that. Oh gosh, you get me excited just to even think about the process <laughs> again. Um, and, and, you know, I didn't even get to mention it, you guys. Joe was with me when I got my call and got offered yeah, the job. Right. The first time we actually ever met in person, we had connected. He was flying out here to Scottsdale. Uh, he came to my gym. We were working out together and I actually got the uh, the call while we were working out together. So, you know, it's, awesome. it's funny how it all works out. I'm, I'm so glad that Joe was able to, to jump on here. And before we hop off, just Joe, Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the, the knowledge you just brought these guys. Listeners, I hope you take a little bit of what Joe said today and use it because, again, it's going to make a big difference. And if you guys are listening on the podcast, if you stop and press the five-star five star review, I would much appreciate it. And also, if you guys are watching on YouTube, if you could press the like and subscribe button, it would really mean a lot. I really appreciate you guys tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Peace. Thanks, man.